Welcome to Castle Farm. It was the site of a ferocious battle between the Scots and the English. Who won? That depends on who you talk to. God, look at these views. These old houses were built to last. Do you know many people in the area? Not us. It's easy to run into trouble around here. Come on, baby. Let's have an adventure. Is that you? There's someone in the It comes with a lot of history. Listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast that talks about horror movies. And if uh, you get that far and you still want to listen, uh, hey, three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talking about those horror movies. What more could you ask for? We don't have a barking dog this week, but uh, we'll do the best to uh, kind of uh, give you that level of quality. So... Thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. If you want to find their music, uh, if you want to buy it digitally, you can get it on Amazon or iTunes. And if you want to say hi to them, they are on Facebook as The Moon Dash Rays. And that dash is important because there's another Moonrays that isn't them. Uh, having said that, we're not professional critics. We will tend to spoil the featured attraction, and uh, we'll try not to spoil too many of the movies in our recently watched discussion. Um, I guess that's all we really say at the beginning of the show, other than... We got everything out of the way. We got that out of the way. And Do you think the other moon rays say the moon no dash rays? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody, that's Will Dash Rays talking. Hello. <laughs> uh, yes, that's Will. That's Jolien across from me. Hello. And I am Richard. They can't see that. They don't know. We couldn't. We, we might not even be in the same room. Painting a picture with his words. Yes. Oh. Much like Tom Waits, <laughs> which I know you enjoy. I love the Tom Waits. Yes. Uh, Tom Waits for no one. Tom Waits for no one. All right. So, um, yeah, that's that's. That's all, it. All that's all the business. Yeah, that's all the that's business. All the housekeeping. It takes about a minute, minute all and a right. half, doesn't it? <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> folks. This yeah. has been a great show. Thank you for listening. <laughs> so we could just cover the top and the bottom at the beginning and <laughs> I could edit them apart. Yeah. Just grab that set of bars and drag it to the end of the yeah. thing and it's magic. It is. Uh, compared to what people used to have to do, that is magic. So, Julian, what did you watch since we did this thing last? Well, uh, a couple of uh, of life's great milestones were uh, passed this week. I finished doing my Halloween mix. Awesome! And uh, how many gigs is it? Uh, almost five gigabytes. Wow! Uh, Runtime fifty five hours. 
That's longer than Halloween. I think you should have to cut it to be 24 hours. It's Halloween 1 and 2. Oh, oh yeah. all right. Uh, anyway, uh, and also finished watching all the sound versions of Seven Keys to Bald Pate. I don't know that. It's uh, it's one of those old Dark House mysteries. It's, oh, okay. it's like one of the classics. Uh, it was originally a novel by uh, Elder Biggers, who came up with Charlie Chan later. Oh, okay. Um Anyway, um, so this is, novel was there in nineteen thirteen, and then they there was a I think a play the next the, maybe the same year, and uh, then they started filming it in nineteen sixteen. I think there was an Australian version, and then uh, ah. so there's a, there's like three silent versions, uh, two TV versions, and uh, four. Uh, like official movie versions. Wow. Uh, and then some like very close to it, but not quite, you know, like a haunted honeymoon is basically the same. Thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, I've the, seen it. Yeah. The setup here is a writer. He makes a bet with his, his publisher or editor and, and uh, that uh, to, to write a story in 24 hours. So he wants peace and quiet. So he goes to this, uh, this resort, which is off season because it's winter, mm-hmm. and uh, it's up on this hill called Bullpate, and it's somewhere north of New York on the coast. Okay. And uh, and uh, he goes there, and there's like a, 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 a everyone in this these stories is eccentric, so he meets the eccentric couple who are the caretakers for the winter, and they hand him the one key in existence for this house, and then over the course of the movie, other people turn up, and they've also got a key. Ah. And they're all like weird characters of various levels of danger. So there's like people who are obviously gangsters and thieves and murderers and, and yeah. mysterious women turn up. And like, uh, there's a hermit who climbs in and out the window and stuff like that. So, wow. Uh, yeah, so I, I've enjoyed all of them. I, I like the um, 1929 and 1935 ones best. Uh, the star in those is uh, Richard Dix and then uh, William Hamilton. And... Uh, I, Who could I, forget Dick Dix? I was just gonna say, <laughs> uh, he, he's like he's like this uh, uh, kind of stocky fella. He uh, you see him like in Western epics like Cimarron. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. He, he's kind of like Charlton Heston of his day. He's like a, when he's playing like these straightforward heroes, he's kind of more of a monument than a <laughs> human being. And, yeah. But but when he plays people who are kind of unhinged, he's he's. Quite fun He's to watch, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so you have this writer, and and uh, all these genuinely dangerous people are turning up at the house, and you can tell he's thinking, "Oh, this is just the publisher trying to throw me off." Oh, so he's doing really incredibly stupid things and, and talking back to them and and ah. tricking them and stuff like that, thinking it's all a gag. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, they're, they're quite fun. You got like, uh, and, then, and then of course they they have all the. Uh, character actors of the day like um uh, eric bloor is in the 1935 version uh walter brennan's in there as well oh um yeah so they're quite fun you think somebody could cut them all together <laughs> take every movie example that's been made and make one story mm. yeah and I'd, I'd like to see uh what, what they could do with the old dark house sort of set up yeah. these days just yeah. get a bunch of character actors and it's not been know. explored enough lately. Yeah, I mean, I, the last version of this was uh, House of Dark Shadows, which is 1983, which had um, 
Christopher Lee, John Carradine, Peter Cushing. Mm, yeah, I've seen that one. Vincent Price, yeah. Um, that one's not so... I didn't enjoy that one so much. No, no, it's not very good. Uh, anyway, um, and then I saw uh, Ken Russell's Women in Love. Oh, Have nice. Have you seen that one? No. From uh, 69, I think Criterion just put it out on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah. Um, Ken Russell of Lair of the White Worm fame? Yep, yep. And The Devils. The yep. Devils. So yep. th- this is from the D.H. Lawrence novel. And um, Lair of the Wild Women, So <laughs> this has got Oliver Reed. Okay. Glenda Jackson, Alan Bates, Jenny Linden, uh, Vladek Shebao from um, the early Bond movies. Okay. Uh, Michael Goff is in there. Uh, filmed in Yorkshire in the Swiss Alps. Yeah, so it's uh, lots of naked rolling around in the country and ah that's uh, how you get ticks yeah but it is it is really good i really enjoyed it it's a very you know very lush beautiful looking movie and uh and i watch anything with oliver reed in it yeah to be honest and um yeah i think that was all i watched apart from the uh, uh oh i also watched um 7852 yeah the, how'd you uh, like that documentary about the shower scene from psycho uh, yeah, I enjoy that one. Have you seen, yeah, you, I have not seen that one yet. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, so it's got a, good, you know, a bunch of uh, interesting people in it. I wish they could have got Brian De Palma in it. That would have been cool. Oh man! Um, but uh, if yeah. you can't get Hitchcock, get De Palma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if um, your Hitchcock is dead. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's well worth watching. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then the featured attraction. Yes. Um, Will, do you want to go next? What do you watch? Um, Well, here's an interesting one. Okay, I was listening to, you remember, we had our our celebrity interview with Joe Bob Briggs. Well, he appeared on the Shockwaves podcast, and it was a live episode uh, from a a horror con or or film fest, I forget which, but uh, it was really interesting. Do you really have a live podcast? Yeah, I guess in the sense that you're in a room full of people. You know, yeah, recorded before a live audience, I guess, would okay, be the definition of go. that. So it was interesting to hear Joe Bob, you know, uh, with these movie experts who are really in the loop with a lot of the Hollywood stuff. And uh, and they really, you know, they weren't like trying to take him to task or anything, but they uh, they definitely had a lot of interesting questions for him about, you know, some exploitation movies that he, you know, what were some favorites. And they talked about their favorites and uh, and some oddball kind of hidden gem kind of things. And I, I asked him about that, and he told me about The Apple, which was a Golan Globus movie. Hmm. And uh, interesting thing is I had this uh, four-movie... Is that that sort of quasi-future musical? Yeah, yeah. 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 And okay. I still haven't watched it. I <laughs> oh, haven't found oh, it yet. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> so I had this disc that Jolien loaned me to watch Lady Frankenstein, and one of the movies that came up in discussion on, on uh, the Shockwave uh, Shockwaves podcast was Time Walker. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And I always remembered seeing that box and thinking, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> well, I was right, but it's kind of hilarious, too. So I got through most of it, and that's why I'm not returning this to you yet. It's okay. like, I've got, I think, 15 or 20 minutes left. You, you don't need to watch it. I think I know what's going to happen. <laughs> what are you? I spoiled the ending. Oh, okay. Well, he's clearly an alien if you look at the box art. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what could this mummy actually be? <laughs> he's retrieving these crystals and putting them on this futuristic metal triangle device. Oh, yes. gee, I don't know. Is he just a mummy who's nostalgic for 
like the stuff they had back in Egypt, which we don't have anymore. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so it's it's bad, but it's funny. Um, oddball movie, though, really. I mean, it, it just... Cherry Belafonte. That's right. Harry's daughter, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my watched. Um, did a rewatch on Blu-ray's Gorgeous Ex Machina. Mm. Thank you, Julian. Uh, he loaned me that, and uh, it's beautiful. Um, I did watch City of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah. I feel like I can't tell you anything about the movie having just watched it two days ago. Like Fulci is so good at that. Like just scrambling your brain yeah. with his weirdness. Did and I then just dream that. <laughs> yeah. It was strange. Um, yeah. The woman vomiting up her own intestines and her own like entrails. Yeah. It was, I felt that was unnecessary. <laughs> you <laughs> felt it was unnecessary, unnecessary. in a Fulci movie. <laughs> What the hell do you watch them for? Did you take a drink every time somebody got an injury to the eye? Right. I I sat down to watch a Fulci movie expecting a plot, and and there's someone puking their guts up. What what is this? What is this? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do we know why the priest hung himself? He's opening the gate of hell. Oh, he wanted to. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't too clear on that. Anyway, it it was crazy fun, but... I expected like maybe like a like a little wider shot, but it was a close up, and there was a lot of fake guts coming out of this woman's mouth. Well, there was real guts in there too. Yeah, it looked like real guts. It looked like they they went to the butcher and got some entrails. And yeah, sometimes it was a fake head. Well, yeah, sometimes it wasn't. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, the teeth gave it away in one of those scenes. They did not look real. Anyway, that was fun. Um, I think this scene might be fake. Yeah. I expect everything on screen to be real. Uh, and the I, uh, fellow sitting next to her is Michele Swabi. Oh, okay, of course. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> so Rico's uh, other brother. Oh, older brother. <laughs> From another mother. Uh, so that was pretty much what I watched. Um they finally wrapped up. I don't know if we talked about this last time. They finally wrapped up The Walking Dead. I think I might have mentioned it. It's that. over? No, no. The season is over. And then okay, I'm, I'm so thinking. Okay, so they still have time for tiny zombies. Well, they could do them on Fear the Walking Dead. Oh. And I was thinking, okay, I need something to, like a palate cleanser. I need to watch something really good. And it turns out that Westworld's back. And I'm ready for it. But I haven't watched the first episode, so I'm going to watch it either on Saturday or Sunday, because the next episode is Sunday. And I am ready for that. But other than that, I've watched some political comedy stuff like John Oliver and uh, just some television stuff. But uh, aside from that, um, the featured attraction for a second time, The Bloodlands. Well, Bloodlands. Yes. Uh, Also known as White Settlers. Mm -hmm. I watched uh, the first episode of the final season of The Americans. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, well, actually I know what's going on for once. Usually the first couple episodes of every season, you're just tossed in. You don't know who's doing what or what their missions are right now. But It's like a cold open and yeah. it's, it's like, okay, so some time has passed. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. Exactly. There'll be some surveillance thing going on. And... Yeah. Yeah, and then we watched. Uh, we needed a palate cleanser after Bloodlands. So we watched the first episode of Mozart in the Jungle season four. How is that? Yeah, that's just a sitcom. Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's fairly entertaining. Um, 
you know, it's just a symphony, the New York, New York symphony trying to make it. So you've got oh. oddball characters. So and, is it like Fitzcarraldo where they put on a concert in the jungle? No, sadly. Not they, a literal jungle? No, it's the urban jungle. The concrete uh, jungle, the yeah. The concrete jungle, yeah. Hmm. So uh, that's on Amazon. It's yeah. fairly entertaining. That's all I've watched. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts lately, but... What ones do you like? I've been listening to one called uh, I Don't Even Own a Television, <laughs> which is about bad books. Mm. But you are aware there's an invention called the television, and on that invention yeah. they show shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> they uh, they reviewed a book called Night of the Crabs. Oh, yeah. Gone Smith. Which, yes. I thought you had mentioned before mm-hmm. at some point, so... yeah. I was like, oh man, I, I'm pretty sure this is a book Jolien mentioned. They loved it. Oh yeah. They were like, this I, is... A... I can lend it to you if you like. Oh, excellent. Because <laughs> he's like, this is what a bad book should be. Oh yeah. This Very is entertaining. just a monster movie in book form. Yep, yep, they've yep. they've listed some that were just like, oh my God, this book. What the hell? <laughs> oh, I'll have to listen to that. Yeah. I don't so, even own a television. I don't even own a television. Yeah, I've got most of the Crab series. They've got a... Oh, yeah, there's, they said there's like 10 books or something in that series. And they were hoping that King Crab at one point got like a whole book devoted to his backstory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, there was a like a, a film based on the series, but it's... I've not been able to uh, get a hold of it. Yeah, I wondered if they hadn't made a movie about it. Um, anyway... I recommend that podcast. Awesome. Um, I feel like I feel like I've discovered a new podcast lately, and I can't think of which one it was. But uh, I have a whole list of favorites. Um, the back to the Walking Dead very briefly. Um, uh, the Watching Dead is uh, a podcast from the Bald Move Network. Jim and Aaron wrapped up their coverage once and for all. They've had enough of the Walking Dead. Really? <laughs> and they said, "Okay, we're we're doing." You know the 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 season finale, but we're doing our podcast finale. You know mm. they did a podcast wrap up episode that I just finished listening to, and they're just like, we can't in in good conscience keep doing this. This is just not a good enough show anymore. the The writing is not serving the story. It's serving, uh, and you've heard me say this too. Like all their decisions seem to be based on what will keep the show moving along for one more season for the sake of revenue, for the sake of the shareholders, not for the sake of the story. Mm. And, um, what television is a product. It's a product. First I've heard they've tucked it in between all the commercials. Oh man. Yeah. But you know, product AMC execs are just full of shit when they say that they can't afford this and they can't afford that. And, Oh, you know, we, we decided to, you know, leave the show on this set, for another season because budget well mm. fuck your budget you guys are making a ton of money off of this thing and there's no sense in it you know if the story needs to move past the farm or the prison or whatever the current set is just because you spent money on that set doesn't mean you should stay there how about a mall a mall would be much better <laughs> how about a costco it's like uh you know we uh figured out how to barricade the doors we're good forever for some reason the bathroom still works we're good you see how much bottled water is in a Costco? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be like, uh, that would be a good way to wrap the show. You know, they find one way into a Costco. And then you spend the whole season just reviewing products. Yeah. <laughs> Driving around on a forklift. Uh-huh. Well, over here's the ocean spray. Yeah. 
Cranberry Ocean Spray is my favorite, and they could just have conversations like that. <laughs> have you guys tried the Kirkland brand of the cranberry drink? It's almost as good as Ocean Spray. I mean, I can't tell the difference. I love this Costco. Right. Uh, oh, man. So, uh... We should be writing this show. Yeah, we should. We should write a better show and sell it to some network that isn't AMC. Is uh, Costco sponsoring us? They should. Well, they, they are will now. now. Yeah. I think there's a law that says they have to. Mm. So, uh, the Bloodlands. So, why'd you pick this? Yeah. Yeah, why'd <laughs> you pick this? Because uh, I watched this. I made the mistake of watching this Saturday night. Usually, I watch these things on uh, on the Thursday. Right. Day before. So, you know, they're it's fresh. fresh. Yeah, that's, that's when we watched it, too. Yeah, and so I watched it Saturday night, and it yeah. ruined my evening. In, in what way? I was just like, fuck this movie way. <laughs> uh, I felt... This movie sucks donkey kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Can you break it down? What didn't work? What did, <laughs> what okay. did not work so, for you? Eugenia and I watch a show occasionally to pass the time called Escape to the Country. I've mentioned it before on this program. It's a uh, uh, couple of uh, Londoners, usually, um, usually city folks, English city folk, move to the country. With all the pea gravel. Yeah, a lot of pea gravel. That's where that pea gravel joke comes from. But, uh, you know, they show them like three or four houses, and they're always characterful as they describe them. Um, This was essentially that uh, (laughs) show after, after they leave. Now, usually, Escape to the Country ends with the words, Well, they put in a bid, but they didn't get the house. Better luck next time. Wow. Um, you know, or they bid too late and the house is already gone. Um, this movie, they bid and they got the house. So they moved to rural England, which I don't think, or rural Scotland, which I don't believe was really Scotland. No. You said it was more Welsh than any yeah, other. Okay. Or Lake District. No, I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you think this TV show is really on the level? I mean, are, are the, is it being shown in England? Yeah. Uh, are the English is the English audience going? Now see here, you're just fucking about showing the houses, and then you don't buy one of them. Well, you, they they put bids in, but you're just they, going to a lot of open houses for a free set. Yeah, pretty much. Is they that what's drive, going on? They just drive some people around and show them houses with beams and pea gravel, and they go, oh, "This house was built in I don't know 1350," and uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, the American audience that. goes. Is possible? Yeah, the American <laughs> audience goes. No, and he's even alive back then. Uh, no, to a pub that's older than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I have a friend on Facebook who uh, I don't remember the pub, but he's like they call it the new pub, but it was built in you mm-hmm. know like 1740 or something. Yeah, that's the new pub in town because the other one was built in you know. 11 something <laughs> so, like, yeah the, the only way to win is to burn that one down <laughs> pretty we're always going to be the new pop <laughs> or buy it and turn it into like a public restroom you could be like oh. well you could call it the old pub but it's the old toilet <laughs> but anyway so this movie okay a couple of cunts <laughs> i'm just gonna say say it uh they're english <laughs> Okay. 
They show up in Scotland. They're terrible people. They show up by a house in Scotland, and then bad stuff happens to them. And you don't feel bad for them. Uh, No. Although you feel... I will give this movie one positive. It did invoke a sense of sort of... I don't know, dread, and then followed by this kind of ramped up... uh, Their vulnerability, I thought, was... was, uh, yeah, was put right out there pretty early. So, uh, want a quick plot rundown? As I've said, they they move into this house, and then some pig, some weird stuff goes on. They're a couple. They're living out in the middle of nowhere. There's no phone mm-hmm. because you gotta get rid of that right away mm-hmm. in a horror movie. Uh, the very first night they're there, weird stuff happens, and then some pigmen show up. And I wish they were real pigmen. That would have been no, so awesome. No, they're just some guys in masks. We don't know really what they're, who they are other than they're probably the sons of the owner of the house. Mm-hmm. So there's a big expo- exposition dump at the beginning of the movie from the realtor. Right. Uh, and uh, then they run around in the woods a lot for the rest of the movie. Some mm-hmm. kid shows up, and uh, then it turns out... And then He kind of shows up again later. They catch some... They catch him. Near the end, they catch this couple. Well, one of them's already been caught. They catch the the lady, uh, Sarah, I believe was her name. Mm-hmm. Sarah and Ed. Yes. And uh, uh, then they they it ends. They've the Scots have taken over the house. They're, and they're uh, flying a flag and having a barbecue. They're flying a flag and having a barbecue. And I believe that was the original ending. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. The movie ended right there, and they it tested too dark. And they tacked on. And so they tack on an ending where they're released in London. Was that London? No. No. It was some city in Scotland, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was supposed to be a city in Scotland. It was, oh, was it? Cenotaph. Okay, it's just oh, okay. a city. Okay. Yeah. Um, do either one of you have any inkling, why did they really want this house? Uh, it was cheap. Were there any other reasons good enough? I think they're going to fix it up. They were going to fix it up, and and as everybody on Escape to the Country does, they're going to open a holiday let. Oh, are they? Yes. So that's like an Airbnb? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, See, when I I had to ask myself watching this the second time, why do they want this house? And I thought, well, we all live in the city to some extent here in Denver, and I've lived out in the boonies or the sticks or yeah. BFE, whatever you want to say. Um, and I got to say, there is something to be said for the quiet life uh, and not having strangers wandering up to your gate or up to your door or, you know, babbling loudly in the alley or setting off fireworks when it is not the 4th of July or Chinese New Year or Bastille Day or whatever. Um there's all kinds of things uh, that that you could say are nice about living out in the sticks. And, and I've done it. I've lived in cities. I've lived in suburbs. Uh, I live sort of on the edge of the city right here. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I could see their point in wanting to go there. Would you want to go someplace where you can't even get a cell signal other than to serve the story? I don't think I would. I, w- I would at least want to be able to talk on the phone. And she seems to have had no experience of being out in the country at all. None. No. Right. And uh, did was her acting believable? 
Oh, she's she's good. Yeah, I thought Pollyanna Pollyanna McIntosh is the best thing on the screen in pretty much every movie or TV show she's in. I think she does a good job. Um, the guy, he was adequate as far as like you know playing. That's the, fine, but the character we just hated him. The, oh the my character god, was, he was awful. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't just a hapless boob; he was a hapless dick. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he was an awful character. Yeah, and he, he dismissed a lot of things she said and and wouldn't help her in ways that. Were, yeah, it was we were we were watching it and uh, me and my wife and and uh, I, I, we were just like rooting like oh. You know, come on backwards, cannibals, get this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't wait for him to get nobbled. And we can a- we can ask the same question of the pigmen. Why did they want the house? No, that's what I, it's like that that's ending. It's like, yeah, this doesn't make sense at all. No. In, in the context of the logic of the film. Yeah. They They get this couple. They, you know, abuse them hurt them then they drop them off yeah in the middle of a city uh-huh and uh, they have a barbecue back at the house yeah is are there no laws in scotland yeah it's like, are there no policemen that, yeah. i mean wouldn't they just go i mean <laughs> they bought the house there's proof of that <laughs> it would have been one thing if there was a scene in the movie where they're like okay we'll let you go if you sign the house over to us yes yeah. yeah. cut to you a, know cut to an inspector talking to the um to the people at the, the bank. Pig man going... The pig man. The pig man working at the bank who goes, well, uh, we've got no record of anyone buying the house. I don't know what you're talking about. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. See, that would have worked. Yeah. The, yeah, re- the realtor like being interviewed subsequently looking at pictures going, I've never seen them before in my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could, but... You could throw some of those little whammies in there at the end. Exactly. You know, I half expected them to show up in town and everybody in the town to be, you know, against them, but... It all takes place one night. Yeah, it, it does. And, uh, uh, I asked I asked Eugenia if it would be better, as she prefers supernatural horror. It's like, would it have been better if it was Ghost? Yeah. The same movie, but Ghost. Well, yeah. yeah, I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it would have made any less sense at the end. Well, you're answering my next question, uh, which was, okay, why do they want the house? I think the pigmen wanted the house because it belonged to their family or yeah. their friends or yeah, it was their... a sense of community. Like, because at the end they have they pull the picture off the wall and they're like, "Oh, look, it's Uncle Willie." Right. So, um, you want the new owners gone? What would work better? And I think you answered it. Um, use ghosts. That would have yeah. worked better. And I'm talking about from not from the pigmen's perspective, but from the movie maker's perspective. I thought of that too. That maybe you remake this movie, but you make it from the pigman's perspective. Yeah. So it's a kind of Leslie Vernon thing, right? Where you know, okay, we're going to be scaring him out of the house tonight. And we kind of covered my other question: Why not kill the new owners? That's the thing. Right. Really, I mean, why didn't they just die and go? You know, why didn't mm-hmm. why weren't they killed? And you know. Why, move why the wear pig masks? Yeah, why wear pig masks? They don't know who you are anyway. Yeah. All I thought was, like, those pig masks really cut down on your vision. Yeah, you're out at night with a mask where you've got small eye holes which are about an inch away from your holes. eyes. Yeah. You'd be pretty blind. And a big snout right in the middle. And I figured, you know, she could probably take one of them out with, mm-hmm. while he's well, running around in the, the other, woods. The other thing, like, uh, we started rooting for her when she was starting to get you know, get back at them. Yeah. And then a few minutes later, she like blows a chance to finish Oh, them off. I know. Right, right. 
Uh, that just takes you way out of it. Uh, yeah. And that that's the moment in the film when we discover there's not just three of them like we've been shown. We've been shown there's probably just three, maybe four, but probably mm. just three. Yeah. And all of a sudden it turns out there's another group of them and another group and it's it's got to be eight or ten of these guys maybe you yeah know, not yeah. counting the ones who've been slashed and smashed yeah right. they 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 do she does get one of them you know, it smashes his face face yeah. in with a with a two by four yeah yeah and then the and they, then the next let her guy, go at the end yes yeah yeah, that, yeah and they even stop the one guy from killing ed because you know oh he he killed Donnie or whatever. And they're like, right. no, no, we're supposed to yeah, stick with the plan. The big plan. man's like, yeah. stick with the plan. Stupid plan. Yeah. And then this boy shows up and did he show her the way out? I thought he was taking her back to mm-hmm. the, to the town, but he, I mean, he was pointless in the whole story. So this takes me back to my original question. Why did you have us watch this? <laughs> was cause you knew I didn't like, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> I had suspicions, but no, what, here's the thing about this movie is I was expecting nothing from it. I didn't even know for sure who was in it. And I started watching it and it's like, you know, something from the description, it sounded like it was going to fit in with the, with the theme. And it did fit in with the theme of what we talked about last time. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be any good. And it wasn't. Well, (laughs) it was better than I expected it to be. I did like the atmosphere and and the vulnerability and the dread that was built throughout it. Yeah. Um, I think I liked it less on the rewatch. Mm. Uh, I liked it more to begin with because I really did believe the actors. You know, he was being a terrible guy and she was being, uh, you know, inexperienced in country living, like you mentioned. Uh, she was um, very afraid of being uh, exposed to unlocked doors and funny noises outside and, and all that really worked for me. Um, the masked pigmen, it's like, okay, I've seen this before. We've seen the strangers. We've seen your next, we've seen, uh, the purge, uh, where there are masked menaces. And I thought, well, what's good about this is they're all wearing the same mask and they're all more or less dressed the same. And they have some agenda we don't know anything about. And it turns yeah. out by the end of the movie, Maybe nobody knows anything. Maybe they don't even know what that agenda yeah. is. Um, that kind of went over my head the first time I watched this. No, I liked the atmosphere, but the question I asked on the rewatch was, um, is the atmosphere and, and the and the characters and, and, the, and the acting by some of the actors, is this enough to make up for the plot holes and some of these tropes? No. no. And I'm afraid it isn't. No. So I've come closer to your side of the argument okay. having rewatched it okay night before last um because i could see that i could see watching this and not expecting anything and being taken in by the by the mood it creates it did it did you know it's set mostly at night it's mostly at night it did get mostly the without adrenaline election. pumping yeah. it was we did get it to was see that revenge very, uh, yep. it did have tension to it yeah at times, but I felt like the tension was unearned and had no payoff. Now, and it felt like, uh, you know, why did I watch this? There was no, there wasn't enough of a twist or anything at the end to 
Yeah, or or the the twist was so dumb. Yeah, the that... twist is that none of what you watch makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you know, so they're riding up there with the police in about twenty minutes from now. Mm-hmm. Right, and that, that that was another question I wrote down was, um, how would the police investigate this? Oh, hey, look, some other people moved in. Let's talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Here's the kid you've seen twice. Right. Um, and that was the kid in the pig mask at mm-hmm. the end, I imagine. Yeah. So let's, yeah, the same kid. Uh, so let's talk about the political uh, dispute here. Um, is this movie just a vehicle to to um, take sides or discuss the the politics of Scotland wanting its freedom from the UK? Yes, this, this was promoted uh, as a Scottish independence referendum horror. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Britain. We, we had the same thoughts. Like, is this some? Does it take a side? Pro Scottish. Well, that's another thing freedom? I can't figure out. Like, uh, the Scots are depicted as a you know bunch of murderous crazies. Thugs. You know, mouth breathing knuckle draggers. Same level as the West Country people in Straw Dogs, or yeah, the. Uh, oh, that's what I kept thinking. Appalachian like, guys in Deliverance. <sighs> I've seen Straw Dogs, and it's such a better movie yeah. than this. And. Uh, so they're they're you know the the English guy's mouthing off about what he hates Scotland for, even though he's moving there, yeah, and none of what he says makes sense no, and uh it it just seemed like garbage to to make the Scottish people hate him i I hated him too, and uh <laughs> yeah, see it yeah. worked um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, he was so, he was an awful person. Or, so the English are terrible too, you know. It's like, this, this isn't taking sides, right? Um, so Scotland, uh, I had to look this up, and and because I don't have this history memorized, uh, and I don't have uh, a whole lot of this um, stuff from history classes in high school, which was a long, long time ago, anyway. Before but, Scotland was even a country. Oh well, yeah, I, I go way back. When did Scotland lose its independence? So I looked this up, and uh, it it says that um, James the Sixth Stuart, King of Scotland, inherited the throne of England in 1603. And the Stuart kings and queens ruled both independent kingdoms until the Act of Union 1707 merged the two kingdoms into a new state. Uh, the Kingdom of Great Britain, ruling until 1714, Queen Anne was the last Stuart monarch. And then I looked up, is Scotland still under the rule of England? And uh, this, of course, comes down to the 2014 vote, mm-hmm. the referendum. And the answer, you know, this was um, cached from years ago. If a majority votes yes, the nation, which has been under British rule since 1707 will separate from the UK, um, countries of England, Wales, and uh, Northern Ireland. The party says leaving the UK will give Scotland full control over its economy, as well as things like social and energy policies. So what happened? Um, The no side won with uh, 2,001,926 votes uh, against independence. And one thousand, or I'm sorry, one million six hundred and seventeen nine eighty nine, basically fifty fifty five point three percent to forty four point seven percent. So um, no, Scotland is like, no, we'll stick around. We got a good deal going here, um, which well, 
they must to some extent, at least more than half of people seem to think so. So um, the turnout uh, of 84.6 voters was the highest recorded for an election or referendum in the UK since the introduction of universal, universal suffrage. So that's some stuff I looked up. Because a lot I, of pigmen came out to vote. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, well, do, shall we, should we stay or shall we go? Um, all that being said, uh, I didn't like the movie as much the second time. All right. I do see some of your points. I will say, though, um, political stuff aside and gigantic plot holes aside, um, I think it's enjoyable for atmosphere and uh, for the, you know, the dreadful masked characters. And they should have been a little bit more ahead of everyone else, I felt like, for living there and knowing every square inch of those woods. Yeah. It yeah. shouldn't have been as easy to escape them. I so, think it's the, the tiny little eye holes. I think that's what it comes down to. around in the woods. If, if they had chosen ski masks, this, yeah. movie, this movie would have been over in 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And you would have been happier. Uh, yeah. How did you like the bear trap? Or whatever kind of trap that was. Ooh, yeah, that was a bear trap. Well, we discovered there were no bears in Scotland, so what were they doing with the bear trap? Uh, it was a man trap. <laughs> Wasn't that a Hollow Notes song? I believe so. <laughs> Um, yeah. Or lover boy. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I felt like, you know, we had a lot of funny devices and a lot of silly tropes that, you know, were harder to watch the second time. Um, uh, Sarah hiding under the car and the guy dropping something. It's like, we just... He dropped the keys. That's so you could see he took the keys with him. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted. I mean, that's how clumsy this film was. They wanted to hand us that. Yeah, they handed us a lot of stuff in this. Yeah. They, so I think the lesson comes down to kill people who are attacking you. Don't leave them alive. Kill them while you have the chance. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Any any movies that you could think of that were really similar that did it better? Well, I mean, you mentioned your next. I was, yeah. I was delighted by that because uh, I was expecting a, like another home invasion movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it kind of starts out that way, but then it turns into a kind of old dark house. Yeah, yeah, uh, comedy thriller. It, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it inverts one of the main uh, storytelling devices, which is to have the menace outside the house wanting in, and it turns out. Well, there's spoilers mm-hmm. uh, if I talk about that, but it turns out that it's not that yeah, exactly. Not everyone inside is innocent. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to not ruin it. And if you don't figure that out fairly early <laughs> on, then you know you're a cinematic moron. <laughs> so, cinematic moron. <laughs> is that the new name of the podcast? I like that cinematic morons. Yeah, three morons sitting in a shed. <laughs> The talking a... shit about movies <laughs> uh, um, what other movies did it better will can you think of another one that did this sort well, of menace outside the house thing better well we mentioned straw dogs already you know long time since i've seen that oh that's yeah. a that's a pretty heavy movie i remember yeah. it's been a long time since i've seen straw dogs too but it i remember it being fairly brutal yeah peck and paw 
Yeah. You know, who would have guessed? <laughs> it's really not his style, man. It's not his style at all. He did a lot of fluffy song and dance things, I remember. <laughs> Almost no blood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any of any movies where uh, where it's a... I can think of, like, there were parts in The Lost Boys where people couldn't come in because they were vampires, and that was used in a lot of vampire movies i'm trying to think of like other movies where there was some sort of a siege where uh you know it was a monster not a monstrous human not the living dead well yeah i guess that's a fairly obvious example i didn't think of yeah yeah night of the living dead is a good example of this the menace is outside the house and you're trying to hold them off the killer shrews killer shrews i don't know that one. killer (laughs) shrews can't tell the difference between me and you (laughs) <laughs> i stole that song that's from mst but, oh okay uh, yeah they watch killer shoes that's that's something else is that a good movie it's uh, entertaining it's a lot yeah it's really it's entertaining. Some good it's, ideas in it, it yeah was, well if it was sent it, up by mst 3k very low budget um, oh yeah it's super it's, low budget it's hampered by the fact that yeah. it's super low budget you've got dogs playing giant shoes yeah they've got dogs covered in bath mats <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they build like a, a tank out of yeah. 55 gallon drums at the end because the shrews will eat anything. They have to oh. eat twice their body weight every 20 minutes. I don't remember the actual math there for the shrews, but they're eating everything on this island. So they build these uh, 55 gallon drums. They weld them together and they like march down the beach in them. And the oh, nice. shrews are trying to bite their yeah, feet. That's and, a good fit, yeah. Yeah. It's a little dull at the beginning. There's a lot of standing around and drinking, I remember. Oh. Or as blocking. I called it, high school. High school, yeah. <laughs> but this is 1950s proper adult drinking, you oh, know, okay. where they discuss their problems and have a drink. Yeah. And then the shrews attack. Hmm. I like that. Yeah, check it out. Watch the killer shrews before blood lands. Right. Um, how about The Woman? Are you, have you considered watching that one? Same actress. Um, the woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, you mentioned this yeah, one. Yeah, the one where that guy captures the feral woman from the edge of the woods and and uh, ties her up in the barn. Sure. Or that was on Netflix or uh, that Amazon? One, that or? one was on Shudder, I believe. Okay. Um, but that one, uh, I think it, it was a more original story. Um, but I do like seeing... Uh, what Pollyanna McIntosh can do as, as an, as an actor, um, because she's been, um, sort of, uh, she's been sort of introduced to a lot of the American audience via the walking dead. And I I really don't think her character is, is written very well in the sense that you're like, Oh, this is impossible. It's like this. Do you remember, um, uh, what it was like the first time you watched beyond Thunderdome. And it's like, these, these folks can't talk right. I mean, aside from being Australian. I mean, let's not make fun of Australians talking funny with their accents or whatever, but they, they have like this weird, uh, oversimplified ling- language they use mm. where, where it's all very, uh, shorthand sort of yeah. the way it's spoken. Well, in the walking dead, they introduce this tribe of people who live in this garbage dump and they talk kind of the same way where everything's very uh, abbreviated and, and simplified. And it's almost like like these folks are less civilized and they don't really know English because they weren't taught properly. 
okay, the zombie apocalypse started three or four years ago, according to the timeline of the show. And they've already lost language. Did they hit themselves in the head with a hammer repeatedly till they forgot how to speak properly? Maybe. And so you're, you're watching this going, okay, this woman is the head of this tribe and they all talk like a bunch of idiots and they live in a garbage dump and they wear weird garbage clothes. And I think I've seen this on Beyond Thunderdome. And why, why are they doing this? <laughs> and you're asking yourself these questions as you watch the show. <clears throat> and then you discover that this actor has been in other things and she's good in them. And why is she in this show doing this bit? Well, it probably pays well. Yeah. I was going to say it's got, it's gotta be the paycheck because yeah. it's not necessarily the artistic choice. They drove a dump truck of money up to my house. I'm only human. Yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out in the garbage dump and they dumped a bunch of money on me. What was I going to do? Forget how to speak. Yeah. Rub some dirt in my face. Yeah, I'd do it. Um, she will actually be at Walker Stalker Nashville, where I am going to be in a couple weeks. Oh, lucky for her. Yeah. So, you know, we so. can heap praise on her for her good work. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you can march right up and say, Bloodlands. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> you were the only good thing in the movie. Do you, well, I think she was the only good thing in the movie, but, um, it looked good. All the dark. That's uh, no. I, I like the lady playing the uh, real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. I forget her name. Um, yeah, I got that here somewhere. But uh, yeah, she, you know, she's <clears throat> she's having to be pro professional and polite, but she's got this monstrous. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much a racist up from London, you know. Yeah, there's this undercurrent that's not very under. Yeah, but she doesn't like um, overplay it at all. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, uh, Joanne Mitchell as Flo. Okay. The real tour. So, um, then I have to ask the question, do you recommend this? Yes. <laughs> totally, right? It's a high recommend. <laughs> Julian? No. No, not whatsoever. No, no, I, I don't recommend this either. Do you think that, um, oh, and I have to mention, cutting an Achilles tendon that really makes me squirm for some weird yeah, reason. Yeah, that's why I keep doing it in <laughs> so many movies now. Yeah, it's like we got that in Pet Cemetery. Knock it Can off. Can we get a Pet whole Cemetery super cut of just <laughs> Achilles <laughs> tendons being slashed in horror yeah, movies? Yeah, I, I, I told Emily that's what they're going to do, and they did it a few minutes later. Uh-huh, yeah. Just, okay, we've had this and that. We're going to do the ankle cut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt it was unnecessary. We didn't need that. Um there, yeah, there were there were some there were some tropes. Yeah, we didn't have anyone puking yogurt, as I recall. Um, no, there was no puking. I don't think. How did they not puke? I don't know. There should have been. I mean, following everything else they did. I loved how she had to take off her bandage in the woods and leave it because uh, you know, she had that one piece of glass in her hand, which was just so painful. Yeah, but anyone. In so many movies, like someone gets impaled through the hand and they get yeah. bandaged or anything, but the hand is fully functional. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And their hand's fully functional. Uh, any other wounds doesn't don't seem to affect them as much as that yeah. tiny bit of glass in the hand. She's like really wincing. Yeah. Like I've cut my hands. It's not that. I mean, you're more scared than that than, yeah. than the hand hurting. I imagine at that moment. You're already thinking about the medical bills. You're like, oh, pigman, pigman. I gotta get away from the pigman. Yeah, I think so. So, um, uh, so, I here's the thing: is I recommend it to anyone who's willing to just um, 
uh, overlook the faults and enjoy the atmosphere of it um, and live with the tropes that are in it. Uh, so basically horror fans who've run out of stuff to watch. Yeah. This is nice looking. You'll enjoy it. Um, there is some good acting in it. Uh, the story, if you think too hard about it. Are there it, any movies anymore that look terrible? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. I mean, I seem to think that's a pretty low bar to clear anymore. It's like, it looks good. The acting was okay. I mean. But you were going to say, like, if you think about it, it doesn't make <laughs> sense. But it just slams you in the face with just with, nonsensical. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Especially that end. Yeah. Let's talk about the ending one more time before we really wrap this up. Um just chucking them out in a city somewhere. Yeah. It was kind of funny to me because I was sure they were dead and that the, the purpose of that pig was like, oh, what was the other movie they had uh, man eating pigs in? Was it not lock, stock and two smoking was, barrels? Yeah, they had fed to pigs, man eating pigs in that. Was it that movie? Uh-huh. Brick okay. top would feed people to pigs. That's what it was. Okay. Because there's two movies from that same period in time yeah. that I always tend to mix up. You know, if Danny Boyle or Guy Ritchie worked on it, I'm going to confuse it with something. Um, if it was from like that 15, 20 year ago period, yeah. uh, I was really expecting that either they got fed to the pigs and that there were a lot more pigs to be fed to, uh, or that they wearing the pig masks were eating them at that barbecue. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden cut to, buh, buh, I'm in a city, honk, honk, beep, beep, meow, ding, 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 ding. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're alive. Oh, he's dead, though. Nope, he's alive, too. And they lived happily ever after. I guess, once they went to the police. Right. (laughs) Once they got that tendon sewn up. Yeah, and his leg put back together, because that (laughs) thing broke his leg, I'm sure. Yeah, those are designed to break bones and and tear the skin. Um, I don't know, have I ever mentioned this on the show before, that um, uh, a fun party trick my dad used to do? He owned a bear trap. Because he, he was an antiques collector. And he would sometimes just buy curious, weird things just because. And he bought this bear trap. And his his fun thing to do was if he had some friends over and they were having a beer, it would be to set the trap and then um, take an empty beer can and drop it from like about shoulder height. That thing would hit the trigger and, and get about a half second of bounce off of the trigger and the teeth would slam into it Wow! and tear the shit out of it. Yeah. I should ask my brother if, uh, if mom still has the, uh, the traps and the oddball rusty stuff hanging on the wall. Uh, That was cool though. (laughs) So I don't recommend it if you don't know how to set a bear trap, but if you do stay away from those things, man, I've snapped my fingers with mouse traps. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to mess around with a bear trap. Bear trap was cool. So yeah. um, that's a nice probably place to leave it for me in a good mood talking about it. Yeah, go ahead and watch it if you got nothing better to do. But if it's on, yeah, turn it off. <laughs> don't go but, read a book or stare at paint. If your brain is on, turn it off and turn this movie on. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. So watch Escape from the Country. Yeah. To the country. I guess this was Escape from the Country. It was escape to the country and then from the country. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this Mother's Day thing coming up here. Um, we were going to do a Psycho movie mm-hmm. that was not the original Psycho, but not the remake with Vince Vaughn and Anne Heche. Oh, that's the one I'm going to watch. Oh, that is... Yeah. Okay, yeah, so let's you, watch I've, I've not seen that before. I've oh, never seen it okay. either. I've seen all the, the movies. Okay. 
Um, it's been years since I've seen the Shot by Shot remake. Okay. Um, Gus Van Sant did yeah. that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. Cool, fine. Watch that one. <laughs> fine. Uh, I yeah. couldn't find uh, Mother's Day. Mother's okay. Day. Let me look and see if I can't. It's very hard to find anything anymore, but we'll see if I can't yeah. find a Mother's Day. It came Day. out on Blu-ray, and, but I just haven't got it. So Psycho Shot by Shot remake, and then I think I'm going to try to watch either Psycho 2 or Psycho 3, which I couldn't tell you a single thing about. Uh, well, I could tell you a single thing about Psycho 2. Um, Norman Bates is out of the asylum, and he's supposedly fine. Mm-hmm. That's all yep. I remember. Okay. So I will watch... I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I'll watch the Shot by Shot remake as a penance to you both for <laughs> having you watch the Bloodlands. Um, and then uh, then we'll go with it. Well, you can watch anything like mother-related. Mother. Mother. Yeah. mother. Oh. And we'll play that dance song. Watch Aliens. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's all part of the same theme. Alien 4, Resurrection. Yeah. That's your penance for making us watch Bloodlands. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do a mother-themed show next mm-hmm. time uh, as a lead-up to Mother's Day. Um, anything else before we get out of here? No, I don't right. think so. Well, I'll give everybody fair warning and and maybe a booth number where I'm going to be at Walker Stalker Nashville, helping out my friend Dustin, Plastic Empire, selling Funko Pops and some art prints that I made. And maybe that celebrity interview, we're still chasing him down, that same celebrity in, is going to be at this oh, is he? event. Yeah. All right. And he is allowed in. So uh, we'll, oh, okay. we'll see if we get him. He it. is allowed in. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, should, All we, right. should we wrap it there? Let's mm-hmm. wrap it up. Stay off the moors. Yeah. <laughs>